0: All right. Hello and welcome to Creativity Uncovered. My name is Abby Gatling and I'm on a journey to uncover how everyday people find inspiration, get inventive and open their imaginations so they can deliver creative results at home, work, play and everything in between. And basically my goal for this podcast is that by the end of it, you'll be armed with a whole suite of tried and tested ways to summon creativity the next time that you need it. Now, today I'm speaking to Mel Jay, who is an ex financial planning product manager and now a professional declutterer, content creator, and a podcast host. Uh, I came across Mel when I listened to an episode of her podcast about the unexpected benefits of decluttering, and I'm so intrigued to find out more.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Mel. Thanks, Abby, for having me on. I'm really excited. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I'm really excited to get back into it and have a chat with you.
0: Oh, well, I'm absolutely pleased that you've chosen to do it on my show. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mel, I sort of kind of mentioned it a little bit before, but I'm really curious um, because I've never met a professional declutterer before. My only frame of reference is Mari Kondo, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but You have a uh, decluttering coaching business called Simply Mill where you coach people on how to declutter so they can have more time and space to spend with their families um, and do the things that they love. So tell me, how did you get into that and how did you get into decluttering and how did you get into decluttering coaching specifically?
1: (laughs) Well, it it came by chance. So I was at home on maternity leave with my second child, and there was just basically a lot of crap around. You know, once you have a child, and then once you have two children, you accumulate so much stuff. And I have to admit, my second child was a girl. I had a boy the first time. And so, you know, I wanted some girl stuff, and then you buy new toys, and um, you just end up surrounded by so much stuff, and also I discovered the secondhand economy. So I was on Facebook trying to sell some things, but I actually ended up buying more than I sold. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, guilty. <laughs> I jumped on the pages. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, which is not what I recommend to clients. But um, so I just decided to, you know, declutter my house, and my friend recommended I read Marie Kondo's book, The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Oh. I did, and I couldn't put it down. I read it in like oh, probably one and a half evenings. Um, I was just, you know, so it just resonated with what she said and it motivated me and spurred me on. So, you know, the very next week I started decluttering. And I'd also been watching a few YouTube mums on my <laughs> maternity leave. And, um, you know, creativity is a is something, you know, I think it's always been a part of me. And I think because my, my job in corporate is not, what you would call terribly creative or artsy, Um, I wasn't really getting that sort of fulfillment from that, you know, from that part of my life. So I thought, well, I could probably make a video and put it up. So I just filmed myself decluttering things and giving little decluttering tips. And basically it just snowballed from there. Um, I'd say I'm not a professional organizer, like I'm not, you know, certified or anything like that but my, I guess it comes from my experience. And so I started off helping a few friends and a few school mums, <laughs> And then during COVID, I was doing a few virtual sessions. Um, I don't sort of drive around to people's houses and organize I do that for a few friends, but you know, I'm a busy mum and that sort of thing. So, um, right now it's more on the content creation side. So I love creating content to motivate and inspire people to, to declutter and to give them tips and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm obsessed with decluttering, and luckily because I've got a non-minimalist husband and two children, I always have plenty of content because I'm always decluttering and tidying up. After them. <laughs> they're
0: keeping you in business, are they?
1: <laughs> they are. They're giving me plenty of content, so my husband thinks he's actually doing me a favour. <laughs> yeah. Not-
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And so and, and so then I mean there's wildly different from being a product manager. Are there any transferable yeah, skills? Financial services.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess um I'd say I come from a, a sort of a role where you know you have to have really good attention to detail. You know, there's a lot of um, data and compliance, I'm making it sound so sexy and exciting. <laughs> oh, wow!
0: <laughs> I'm a
1: detailed and task-oriented person, though, so it was the sort of job that suited me to a T. Yeah. Um, and I just decided to take a step back a few years ago. So I've been in corporate for almost 20 years. And then um, after I had my second child, I went back to work for a year. And then I decided, hey, I actually want to spend more time with my daughter. And, you know, I'm very fortunate that I could do that. that my husband has a well-paying job and I could do that. Um, and I was also doing some freelance work, just, you know, using my digital skills from what I'd learned from doing YouTube and things like that. Um, but I'm very fortunate I could do that. Um but yeah I think the transferable skills would be um you've still you know you've got to be quite organized you know planning skills um you know strategizing so you need to make a plan to you know if you've got a big job a big project whether it's decluttering or you know a, a corporate project you know in your office um you do have to you know figure out what do I know what do I do, what don't I know do some research do some planning you know plan your action steps and then implement so that's a transferable skill, and attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, as well, so I've always been a very detailed person. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. And so, what does what does decluttering have to do with um, helping people spend more time with their families? What what's what's the link there?
1: Well, I think people spend so much time. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, when we get into, you know you know, we earn, start earning more, out, you know, you get that lifestyle creep and you start buying more stuff. So you actually spend more of your time working to pay off, you know, the mortgage or the nicer car or the material things or the holidays and things like that. Not that holidays are bad. I always say experiences are better than, you know, accumulating stuff. Yeah. Um. So that's one side of it. But the other side is if you've got a smaller house and less stuff to maintain, you've just got more free time. So instead of spending heaps of time cleaning or dusting or, you know, trying to organize things or trying to find items that you've lost because it doesn't have a home or there's just too much stuff and you can't see things, you've got more time to spend on the things that you do like doing, like spending time with your family or, you know, going to the beach or doing a hobby or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you sort of mentioned creativity before and, um, and when we spoke the last time, you said that it, you're having your business, so your decluttering coaching business has helped you find yourself and also spend more time with your family. Uh, t- tell us about that. Like, how I feel like as a business owner, I have less time <laughs> than the average person, but you managed to find more time. Like, uh, what's your secret? <laughs> oh, I think I've just
1: gotten better at segmenting. Things And I have to say, you know, because both my kids are in school now, once both of them are in school, it does get a little bit easier and a bit more self-sufficient. You know, you don't have to, you know, bath them every night. You just say, go take a shower. So that that side of it gets easier. Um, But I think... Partly the coaching. So I discovered a skill that I didn't necessarily, you know, use before. And I discovered, I guess, in a way, you know, my corporate job, I did mentor some younger staff members. I've had staff reporting to me before. So in that way, you're teaching people things, showing them how to do a job or you're mentoring in some sort of way. Um, But, you know, never, you know, sort of a formal capacity, formal relationship. And so when you're coaching someone, whether it's even just, you know, coaching my dad, for example, I went and decluttered my parents' kitchen with them because my mum reckons dad's a hoarder. But I think there's, there's scales of of hoarding. I think we've all got a little bit of hoarder in us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, even just coaching my dad, it, it's it's a skill. And I, I just discover I like teaching. I like um, sharing information with people. And then that comes into the content creation because really a lot of my content is quite informative or I'm trying to demonstrate what I'm doing or explain what I'm doing um, or just show people by, you know, filming myself, you know, on a time lapse, just cluttering a room. And then, you know, there might be a voiceover explaining what I'm doing Um, or I might just do a straight tips video, things like that. And then even, you know, post on social media. It's basically trying to share information with people to empower them to, you know, get more order in their lives so that they've got more time for themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and content creation, I feel, can be very stressful because, you know, there's this constant pressure to keep creating new content that is interesting and engaging and, you know, and even having the skills to be able to do that as well as the confidence to be on camera to do that. Um, yeah, How do you find that pressure and, and how do you continually come up with new ideas for your videos and for your podcast episodes and, and yeah, your YouTube channel and all that <laughs> sort of stuff?
1: Well, I actually took a break. So during, you know, when everything locked down and COVID, everyone was at home and i have been on YouTube for about oh, three years by that point. Um, and I found it hard to film around my family. My husband doesn't like to be on camera at all, and and I'm very cautious about how much of my kids that I'll show just for their own privacy. I don't use their real names. For example, I use nicknames when I refer to them, things like that. Um, So safeguarding their privacy, but then also I had another priority, You know, I had to uh, remote school my my son and keep my Mm -hmm. daughter occupied. She was in preschool at the time. So I actually took a a step back, and also after – after doing YouTube for a few years and um, I think to trying to turn it into a business, sometimes that can put even more pressure on you when you've got pressure to monetize it and it's not as much fun anymore. So I took a long break, um, a three year break, in fact, and I've only just started getting back into video now. Um, I was doing the podcast though at the time. So I kind of swapped something, you know, out the video out for podcasting because yeah. I you know, needed to be doing something, but podcasting was easy. I could do it in a dark room at night, no makeup on when my kids were asleep. So it was a lot. <laughs> so I think you've got to work with one, your bandwidth. So, you know, if you've got a job, whether it's part-time, full-time, or you've got family, you've got to, got to think what's realistic for you. Um, and it's got to be something that you love doing and love talking about. So if you hate being on camera, then doing video content is probably not for you. Whereas if you like, you know, writing, you might be better at blogging or if you like chatting to people, podcasts would be fine. You don't necessarily need to show your face. Um, and on Instagram, you don't need to necessarily show your face either on video, there's ways to do videos. So it's got to be something, a topic that you love. It's got to be sustainable. Otherwise, you won't keep it up. There's no point yeah. creating stuff on a topic that, you know, you, you're not that passionate about. It's got to be something that you're um, curious about. I'm always reading, you know, articles and books and, you know, yeah, watching yeah. documentaries or YouTube videos that, and watching other people declutter because that motivates and inspires me as well. And there's always, you know, new things you can learn or new ways of creating content that you can learn. So that sort of thing is interesting to me. So those yeah. are the key things. And if you need to take a break, take a back break. Um, for me, you know, you, it's easy to get caught up in subscriber numbers. So I think I got to about, you know, a very small channel. I only got up to about 2,000 subscribers and it it went down a bit when I had a break. Um, and I know that when I start publishing videos again, it's probably going to go down again because people will realize, oh, I'm still subscribed to this person, uh, not really interested, unsubscribe. but then I'll get new people in as well. Yeah. Um, and i've learned it's not the quality the quantity of you know who's following you it's the the quality of the people so those people who are really into your content and engaging yeah uh,
0: and yeah. You
1: know, and that's, those people viewing
0: oh uh, yeah absolutely that that's something i've heard a few times is that um when people doing um content creation for social media then it's so easy to focus just on the numbers and seeing that follower rate go up, the subscriber rate go up. Um and sometimes it can be to the detriment of your content. Yeah, because you're like you might be doing going, oh well, this is if I do something that's really clickbaity or <laughs> something that's sensational, I'll get more eyeballs. But like you said, that it, it's not the engagement, it's not the um true followers it. it's kind of um a playoff isn't it
1: yeah I mean for example on Instagram you could be doing a reel where it's like dancing or you know the ones where they they point and do certain things or yeah you know, <laughs> to audio or whatever it is but that might not be your style and it will it will come across like that it will look awkward so it's got to be authentic to you I think I've only done one when I danced, and it was just because I liked the song and it fitted in with the particular idea that I had at the time. So it's got to be something that really resonates with you. Don't just do it because you think, "Oh, that's going to get me trends and, and that that kind of thing." Um, yeah, so I, I try not to focus on the numbers because I think really it's about the content. Um, I want to produce content that helps people that inspires people that's fun I'm a bit quirky and funny sometimes I for a while I did a few parody videos on my YouTube channel I did like a frozen song parody which is really cheesy and I had to do the lyrics myself because I rewrote the lyrics and I cannot sing it all I'm a bit tone deaf because so I a bit cringy <laughs> I need but, to find this video <laughs> yeah but it, it's kind of funny and um yeah, it's called. Um, do you want to go to Kmart? As opposed to do you want to build snowman? Uh, a so, while, wow, <laughs> my son was young. We'd go to the mall, and he'd be like, "Mom, do you want to go to Kmart?" <laughs> and he'd sing it. I can't sing
0: it. Um, I won't um, make you do that, but I'm definitely yeah, a but funny he used it to after to
1: me in that Sing songy voice. Do you yeah. want to get to Kmart? <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun, and I just had this idea one day and I don't know where it came from. Well, obviously I was watching a lot of Frozen at the time with my kids, um, and the lyrics just poured out of me, and I had to sit down right that minute and write it down, and then I did the audio, and the next day when my son was at, I don't know, daycare or school, probably daycare at that point, and my daughter was having a nap. I filmed it all during her, you know, sort of one-and-a-half-hour nap, and I had it all planned out in my head. I didn't write it down. I just I just had it in my head, and I did it, and some of it I managed to do even after she woke up because, you know, it's, even if she's crying or whatever or making noise in the background, you just put it on, you yes. know, it's got the audio over it. So it didn't, didn't matter. So there's ways of creating content that fit in with, you know, your circumstances and your schedule. Yeah, I'd um, just yeah, say do you. Whatever fits with you, whatever resonates with you, whatever you feel um, is comfortable for you, don't try and copy, you know, or emulate someone else because you think that's what's going to, get you views or hits or that kind of thing. Um, But in terms of keeping, you know, getting the ideas fresh and things, that's why I needed to take a break, I think, because I I was forcing the ideas. Mm. You know, I've done so many decluttering videos. And in a way, I was getting caught up a bit in the view metrics, thinking no one's watching them. What am I doing this for? Um, But right now, for me, I think, you know, it doesn't matter if I put out a video after three years and I only get one or two views. I'm doing it to satisfy myself and it could help people. You don't know how many people are actually watching, you know, even if you don't get a comment. I don't comment on a lot of people's stuff, um, even if I really like it, and sometimes I even forget to thumbs up or whatever it is. Um, So you really never know how many people you're impacting. I've had a couple of mums at school come up to me and said, oh, you know, I saw you did such and such on your Instagram, you know, I think it was a grocery haul that I did a couple of years ago. I was like, I didn't realise anyone had actually seen that. She was like, oh, that's really good. It's inspired me to go and plan some meals. But, you know, that's just because she happened to see me, but she never comments,
0: you know, on yeah. So That's interesting,
1: feedback, isn't it? Impacts that you don't necessarily... See, so you can't get too up in your head about, oh, no one's watching this, or you know, it's got to be something that's satisfying to
0: you, yeah, yeah, wow, that's cool. I love that. I love the um, the having the freedom of your own business gives you the opportunity to explore and flex these muscles, which you may not have had the opportunity to in the past, and and yeah, your idea creation and learning the video skills and the editing skills, that's, that's really, that's really cool. And um, so I mentioned sort of at, at the beginning, I kind of came across to you because of this um, episode that I've of your podcast, I listened to about the unexpected benefits of decluttering um, and how that's led you into down a whole new creative path. <laughs> tell me how, tell me a little bit like about that. Like how did decluttering itself Make you feel more create, like more creative.
1: Well, I think it also stems from me being a person that kind of needs order around me to function. So if I go to sit down to work, my desk is messy. I'm like, oh, it's so distracting. I just want to clear space. You know, I don't like mess around. And it's like I said to my kid, my my husband, if if you're cooking one night and then you don't clean up the kitchen. I'm not inspired to make breakfast the next day because there's all this mess around. I like to clean, clean to start with. Some people aren't like that and they can, you know, get on with it. But I, I need, you know, um, order in my life. Um, yes. But also I saw that the content I was creating was helping people and I, I didn't really intend to, you know, go to people's houses or, or even start coaching people. But I had a couple of mums come up to me at school and say, oh, I need to declutter. Do you offer that kind of service? And I'm like, well, not really, but I can come around and help you. And they paid me for it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, and I knew it was a thing, Um yeah. So, I, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, I think I enjoy the content creation more and I enjoy the business side of things. And, you know, I did some freelance social media stuff for people I've done video editing for people. So I think, you know, in terms of actual services, rather than go around and declutter people's houses, I'm more interested in teaching people yeah. um, and then also helping people, other content creators as well. That's something that, you know, I'll be exploring this year as well further how can i help other people might not necessarily be through the same channel but it might be through other ways just on social media inspiring people having chats to people if they want to you know chat to me and engage yeah um but i wrote down some ideas on how i get my ideas oh yes and this is a thing i took my journal to the coffee shop after i dropped the kids off and that's one thing i worked with a coach called carly carly marie and she always used to say scribbles before scrolls. So before you pick up your phone and start oh. scrolling, you know, pick up a pen and paper and you don't need to journal like, you know, five pages of stuff. It could just be one thought. Just yes. get the thoughts out of your head first thing in the morning before you let all the external stuff get into your head. Yes. And that's where the ideas may came from. It just might be a random thought and that might turn into an Instagram post or an idea for a video. Um, or idea for, you know, a digital product or whatever it is that you want to create. Yeah. So, yeah, scribbles before scrolling, before love you that. external stuff and other people's ideas and content get into your head. Yes. Um, create more than you consume. So, you know, try not to binge too much Netflix and YouTube before, you know, you create things yourself. Um, be intentional about what you consume. So, I actually don't watch a lot of TV shows. Everyone's talking about Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte and Stranger Things. I haven't watched <laughs> any of them because I am a binger. I have no limits. So, if I start watching TV <laughs> at night, I'll be up till four in the morning because I'll just, I'll be like, just one more, just one more. Oh, wow. Three watch movies because they have a start and a finish.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but I watch a lot of um, stuff on YouTube and it's, it's more, you know, people decluttering or it might be learning how to do something new in my business. Um, and I read, but it's again, it's more um, nonfiction books. It might be something I'm interested in, you know, learning more about in terms of growing my skills, that kind of thing. I hmm. uh, get plenty of sleep. If you're tired, you're not going to be creative. You're just going to be, you know, surviving the day <laughs> really yeah. you're not surviving um, write down all your ideas immediately. I have learned this the hard way. We've had a great idea and I'm like, I'm just out walking the dog or whatever. All right. I'll write that down when I get back. or I'll, you know, I that it out more and I get home and I'm like, oh
0: my God, it's gone. It's out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that feeling. <laughs> it's
1: so frustrating, right? So yep. just on your phone, a voice memo, even, you know, if you, you know, your hands free a voice memo or on your notes or post it, whatever. Just make sure you get it down in some way, shape or form. Cause I've got a memory like a goldfish. Uh, <laughs> don't get caught up in perfection. Um, so we were talking about this just before we came on, you know, whether you're doing a podcast or a video, if there's a little bit of background noise or the light's not quite right, or, you know, your makeup's not quite right, or, you know, you've only got five minutes to record something. You think I don't have enough time. Just do it. You'd be surprised how much you can get done and what Can actually produce the day I produced that frozen song video. I had this massive pimple and I was like, Oh, this is gonna look horrible. (laughs) I watched the video back, I can't even see it. Yeah, (laughs) I I can't even see it. I just remember if I'd been all up in my head, that video would not exist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What, like, why do you think we are so harsh on ourselves? In that, that like this idea of perfectionism has come up a few times when I've been speaking to people about, yeah, there's always. Oh, some excuse why you can't put something out? Like you said, I got a pimple, or my voice didn't sound good in that one, or whatever. What, like, why? Why do we do that? Why? Why do you think? I, we do well, that? I think it's a couple of things. I think it's you know,
1: our work represents us, so we want it to be the best we can it can be when we put it out in the world, and we want to share something that's really great. You know, you know, if we think something's doesn't look quite right, we're like, oh, people aren't going to watch that. It's not going to be good. Um, but the big one is fear of judgment, I think. We're so worried about what other people think of us Mm. um and what they're gonna say. And I've just learned you can't please everyone. I mean, I've put out videos before where I've had so many comments saying, Oh, that was boring, you talk too much, or you know, whatever. And then other people that said that same video, oh, that was so helpful, that was wonderful. So you're not gonna be able to please everyone, everyone's going to have a different opinion and idea. I think you've just got to please yourself
0: and if, you know, people find it helpful,
1: that's great. Not everyone will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned in that, um, in that episode that I listened to about how um, you've got this new sense of creativity and you've, and you're trying out new hobbies and things like that, but you sort of had this interesting um, reflection on how, you know, as a kid, you used to be really creative and write stories and, and draw and all this sort of stuff. And then now as an adult, you know, before you started this business, that sort of creativity was kind of whittling away down to nothing. Um, and I just found that so interesting <laughs> because, because I, I think that's so true as adults, we kind of go, if it's not, if it's not important and if it's not to do with making money or some other reason, then we just kind of don't do it. Um, yeah. but you know, talking to you now, you, you're coming alive when you're talking about creating. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, it's definitely a thing that I think more people should put into their into their lives and not be so afraid to put stuff out there just because.
1: Oh, absolutely! And it could just be where you start an Instagram account and you just post little, you know, fifteen second stories every now and then. I actually give that as a tip to people if they want to get comfortable on camera. Um, even if they do an Instagram story and at first they don't actually publish it, it just gets them used to talking to the camera. It's practice. Yes. yeah, um, And so my motto, well, particularly in the last month where I've been really committed to like I'm like, right, I'm gonna restart my YouTube channel. Um, I want to put stuff out there and help people again, and I want to, you know do something that I've that inspires myself as well as other people. So my – and I even wrote it on my whiteboard. My daughter was like, what's that written on Monday? I've got this weekly whiteboard and I couldn't find any other room, so it's on Monday. Um, (laughs) And it says create every day. So I create something every day. And that could be as simple as writing down an idea or taking a photo um, or editing a video. So it's not necessarily me jumping in front of the camera and filming something or – or doing an Instagram post, but it might be just something that contributes to the creation of something every day. Yeah. That whole thing of, you know, creating a habit. And that that just needs to take, you know, could take 30 seconds to write down an idea that popped into my head. Yeah, yeah. I think if you say I'm going to film every day, it's probably not going to happen. You know, life gets in the way. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. But, yeah, I think, you know, as a child I was very creative, but then, um, and, you know, all credit to my parents. They thought they were doing the right thing. I used to say, you know, uh, uh, do you watch that show The Chase? And they've got that um, one of oh, the chases is Tiger Mum. I yeah. say that my mum was the wannabe Tiger Mum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've a bit. She's not like that anymore. I think she realises that, you know, I'm doing stuff that fulfils me, and she's very proud of me. She says that. Um, But when I was a kid, you know, my parents were like, okay, you need to – Go to university. You need to do a business degree, and you need to do accounting. And yeah. so they would—they chose all of my subjects in high school. You know, I wow. had to do accounting, even though they weren't my strongest subjects, mm. <laughs> and I didn't enjoy them that much. So I went to university and did a business degree. And so I think you get caught up in life and doing what you think you should do or what's expected. Or you know, I'm an adult now, so I should do the the sensible thing, instead of indulging in what makes me happy. And, you know, there's a balance, you can do both, you know, obviously, we all have to go to work and pay our bills. But I think, you know, if there's an itch inside of you that says I must create something, then indulge it. And it doesn't have to be something that, you know, means you quit your job, like I did. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty extreme (laughs) yeah I mean for a while in that period you know I don't want it to sound you know I think a lot of people see big you know YouTubers um on you know different channels especially in the U.S. you know mums who clean their houses for example and they quit their jobs and that's what they do full-time I was doing um virtual administration you know i was doing some subcontracting for people doing social media management so i still had money coming in but then i also had you know my daughter ho- at home with me you know two yeah. or three days a week so yeah. you know, I was doing other stuff as well and i i think it's just me and that's why i started my youtube channel when i was on maternity leave um even though i loved being a mum at home with my child i think i've got the sort of brain that needs to be learning something or creating something or um producing something of some sort yeah. yeah, whether it's generating money through doing, you know, a job or or whatever it is, and I have a part time job now. I've got a part time job, working twenty hours a week for a very nice company, and I'm very lucky that it's all remote, so I can work all from home. Mm. And while my yeah, my days off, I do, you know, I create content and I talk to you people like yourself, <laughs> <laughs> like yourself doing podcasting and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I, I do like that's kind of the way the world is moving is this more flexibility in your life. And I, I don't know if it's uh, like a worldwide trend, but certainly in my sort of connections, there seems to be this more, since COVID, there seems to be this focus more on what's fulfilling me and what's going to make me happy rather than this straight career track that people used to be on. And people being a bit more creative about how they approach their work life, you know, whether that's going part time, remote, um, doing, moving into the gig economy, um, starting their own business, you know, it's just it's really interesting to see. And I I really love the idea that people are making more time and more space for themselves to be able to fill the th- and chase the things that are ha- that that make them happy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I say to people, beware of lifestyle creep. Um, so when you get a pay rise, don't think, oh, I'm going to go out and buy a really fancy car now or, you know, maybe the car you've still got is good enough because I think that's when people lock themselves into this lifestyle that they may get to a point and they're not happy with all the to- amount of time that they're-, they're spending working in their job or they may not enjoy that particular job anymore. Um, and then they feel kind of stuck because you know they're paying for things that they need to keep paying for. They made these financial commitments. So I always say way of lifestyle creep. Yeah. But you know, we I live in Sydney. We've got a mortgage that is, you know, increasing at the moment because of the interest rate rises. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm still working part-time, like, like I said. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I still take on the odd freelance job. And I'm probably going to pick that up again because I enjoy it. Mm. Um, and now that my kids are settled and you know, both my kids are settled in school. I've got the time to mm. take on that extra work. Also pets it sometimes as well. So yeah. I money from doing that. So it's not, you know, I'm sitting there all day, every day making videos, waiting for, you know, um Google AdSense money to roll in from the ads on YouTube videos, which is not very much, by the way. Um <laughs> that won't they won't pay a Sydney mortgage. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Monetization of content. <laughs> yes.
1: But I try and do things like I enjoy pet sitting. So my, my husband won't let me get a second dog. I've got this lovely rescue puppy. Um, and he said, one's enough. Um, and so this is my way of having a second dog. I look after other people's dogs sometimes. Okay,
0: it's creative. Hopefully, <laughs> <And luckily thinking. laughs>
1: I get paid for it as well. But yeah, I enjoy it. So I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. So you've got to find things that you know, you enjoy. And I always say this downsizing your career, like you know, I guess people could say, Oh, you downsized your career or you downgrade it. I do not think of it as a downgrade. I think of it as downsizing in a way because I've got less responsibility, less stress less hours and and less pay, Um, but downsizing your career is not necessarily downsizing your life. So I've just, you know, to me the flexibility around my kids and Mm. to have time for my creative pursuits is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't say never, say never to going back to to corporate if it was the right job and the right, you know, hours in the right environment.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as your creative uh, need was being fulfilled elsewhere, right?
1: yeah and like I said, as my kids get older, it's it's easier, yeah. A yeah, bit more sufficient I can say, right, go make your lunch lunches, you know, so my son has to pack the lunch boxes every night. That's his job now,
0: yeah, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're getting time back elsewhere where yeah yeah, that that that's interesting. So I like that, um it there's sort of like this continuum, isn't it? It's ever changing of where's this balance of work, life, play. Um, and where you can slot in creativity throughout it um, if you're not necessarily getting it from your full like full-time you know main job where else can you get it in your life that's cool
1: absolutely so you- and we've all got different seasons of life so I've been through the really young you know preschool kind of kids age and that that that's hard before your kids go to school that's hard but then even as they start going to school there's other challenges so you know at the moment my son's got a big assignment due on friday that it's been a little painful but we're getting through it so there's homework and things like that and then they've got different emotional needs as they grow up so there's different seasons of life but he doesn't need me to sit down and you know spoon feed him and and that kind of things and you know my daughter can she she's seven she's just started being able to run her own i trust her to run her own bath now without me needing to test the water like she's knows what to do and that kind of thing she's careful so there's other other things that kind of changes slightly but yeah as they get older it gets a bit easier because they're not as dependent on you for the basic stuff and you know I've got a a colleague that I used to work with in corporate he retired a couple years ago and I've heard that he sits at home and writes screenplays now in his free time oh cool (laughs) it's another season of life you know
0: yeah 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 well, I, I I hope that people don't have to wait till retirement to to refine their bam, no. creative outlet again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you've given certainly given a lot of um good tips and insights for people how how people can incrementally add little bits of creativity throughout their life um you know work and home as well. Um, so, wow, yeah, thank you so much. That was a really interesting conversation. We talked around the world, um, I think, but <laughs> uh, starting with decluttering, ending up with the screenplays, so that's great. <laughs> oh,
1: thank <laughs> um, you for having me. I really enjoyed the
0: chat. It's been oh,
1: great. Oh, yes, Back no. Into, into dusting, out, dusting off my old microphone. <laughs>
0: oh no it's absolutely a pleasure thank you so much for joining me and um and thank you to everyone who has tuned in to creativity uncovered today I uh, I really hope that this episode has inspired you to um not only declutter but uh, also help you to find another way that you can summon your creativity the next time you need it thanks so much take care If you've made it this far a huge thank you for your support and tuning into today's episode creativity uncovered has been lovingly recorded on the land of the cubby cubby people and we pay our respect to elders past present and emerging this podcast has been produced by my amazing team here at crisp communications and the music you just heard was composed by james gatling if you liked this episode please do share it around and help us on our mission to unlock more creativity in this world. You can also hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episode releases.